0: Welcome to She Wakes Up, a podcast where you are granted permission to rise above your past, crush your fear and self-doubt, and go after the future of your dreams. I know life has taken over and has driven you to a place where you feel lost and scared and you have no idea how you got here. You just feel stuck in your job, relationships, motherhood, all of it. I see you and you're in the right place. I'm your host, Stacey Feeling, and I'm so pumped to have you here. I've been where you are. I was lost in abuse, finances, anxiety, poor health, you name it. I was up and down for years trying to fix myself on the surface. What I found was the real damage in need of fixing came from the inside. And so it was. If this is you, come hang with me. Grab a drinky drink and maybe a pint of some ice cream because we are skipping the small talk and getting right to the juice. Because girl, it's time to wake up. needed to book an unstuck session and just kind of tell me maybe like your top three areas of where you're really stuck in and what it is that you really want some help in
1: yeah so um my top area is probably um with my health and the way my mental health is that is what I'm really struggling with um, sure. yeah but and like Brynn is really struggling with leaving me and going to her dad's, and that just breaks my heart. Like, sorry, I'm lonely today, and that's all I've been thinking about. Let it (laughs) out. Thanks. And, um, like, I think it's just her hormones and stuff, but it's killing me. So, I live in my grandma's house and have for, like, the past three, three and a half years, and now she's in a home. So this is actually like the first time where I don't have Brynn and I'm actually alone (laughs) when I don't have Brynn. So, and I'm jobless, so I'm just doing nothing. Well, I mean, not nothing. I'm like doing shopping orders and stuff like this, but my mental health is so bad. (laughs) That happened today, just like I was doing a shopping order and I couldn't. Find the place or some or I don't know something really simple, and it just was like okay that's it I'm done with that I'm getting food and it was so easy to just break down and be like that's it I'm eating whatever I'm doing nothing and I'm taking a nap yeah uh, Sorry. Okay.
0: Uh, it, it's okay it's <laughs> okay sometimes we just we just can't. And the bad thing about that, unfortunately, is that we never really give ourselves credit and understanding. We, I mean, if you're anything like me, I feel guilty afterwards. I'm like, why did I just cave and and go against what, everything I've been working so hard to try not to do? I'm doing that. And it just comes down to Michelle, that you're really trying to navigate so many things right now. And that will come It's just that we got to kind of break this into little chunks, tangible chunks. Because when you look at the big picture, it's really overwhelming. You know, you make those decisions, you shame yourself. And that's just like the tiny little piece of it that we, it's really not the big picture. That's just a component of what's going on. If we can get to this bigger picture, then those little things aren't going to be those things that are going to tip you over anymore. You're just at your capacity And everything feels overwhelming to you. I know what that feels like. I know you can definitely understand this. Um, So Bryn's
1: dad was very mentally abusive our whole nine years. Um, And so I have been very careful about what I say to him, even with Bryn and stuff. And this last time Bryn had a breakdown, not wanting to go with her dad. I suggested maybe, you know, since Friend's getting older and things, maybe we talk about changing the schedule, and he went full force, like, yelling at me and stuff like that, and I was thinking, you know what, if I want to change the schedule or if something happens and we end up going to court, I don't have anything to really support her <laughs> right now, you know, I don't have a full time
0: job take a deep (laughs) breath with me just let it out it's heavy michelle when you have kids it makes everything else 10 times harder because you really want to do what's best for them and that means that you have to be at your best and you just by you voicing that shows that you are doing the best that you can and sometimes that's all we have and that's okay um know too that you know do you have a court order in place right now it's always been mediation we've never gone to court okay so as of right now you both have equal rights and with that I understand that your hesitancy to go any further with that so that it doesn't come down to that but I also know that You know, the courts do really try hard to keep the child's best interest at heart. I know that's definitely a stressor for you and something, you know, just depending on the situation, Um, you know, I'm not the judge, so I can't say for For sure, sure. but you've had a lot of stress that you've been dealing with in the last decade,
1: to say Mm -hmm. the least.
0: And sometimes when we're in that chronic stress state, that survival mode, it really does start to compound and takes a toll on our physical health and our mental health. And then just kind of always being in that fight or flight, you know, our adrenaline's always pumping. We're always at this high state. That triggers our hormones and typically it affects our mood. It causes things like anxiety. I had anxiety that I've never had before. I didn't know where it came from. It was kind of out of left field. I couldn't really attribute it to anything until now being out of that and realizing I was under so much stress. And at the time, I didn't really feel that because I was just living the day to day. Right. And so I, you know, from what I'm, I'm hearing you say, because this is just something that has come about within the last few years, right? This, all of this mental health and physical health and things like that. You know, it could very well be that you're just overloaded with stress. It sounds like we really need to go back Before we can go forward, which is a lot of what I do. That's, I mean, what my podcast is based off of is really healing the root cause of all of this to begin with. Like, where did this come from? How can we heal from that so that we can start to check those boxes off and get your your mental health taken care of, get your physical health taken care of, um, get your finances and your job. All of that will fall into place, but we can't do that unless we really hit that nail on the head and get to the bottom of what's going on. Right. I agree. 100%. So um, with that, what does that look like for you? Like when you said you were in your relationship for nine years, looking back, was there a moment that you all of a sudden realized that it was a shift or like, when did this all happen? Kind of tell me, give me a little bit of a backstory.
1: Yeah. I guess it all kind of hit me after the relationship, like, it was, like, I noticed, like, whoa, I haven't been myself for years, like, you know, it hit me, like, I don't, I don't know who I am anymore, <laughs> you know? Um, I, do. <laughs> I do. It tell you, like, what point in the relationship, as, like, I've kind of blocked that out, honestly, but we were, you know, on again, off again, for years. And I've been single for about five years, just because I think it's so important for me to fix me. (laughs) But yeah, so after I broke it off with Steve, I finally noticed that I need to do some work on myself. Um, I went to counseling, and then I stopped counseling. And I got a DUI, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I was coping with uh huh mm-hmm. instead of, you know, talking to yeah. people that yeah. I should. <laughs> um, and then it kinda all spiraled downhill again because I'm the worst person ever. I got a DY and now I got all this stuff to deal with. Um I mean it's just been ups and downs from there on out, like chance of time where I feel like, Yes, I'm doing amazing. <laughs> and then like it goes fastly downhill. What does a good
0: day look like for you?
1: Um, I mean, going to the gym, good days are usually when I have Bryn um, because it's more structured. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll wake up, go to the gym, come back. Bryn's already getting ready for school. I drop her off, do shopping orders, and pick her up, and then we do our nighttime routine. You know, like dinner, family time, watching TV or playing games or whatever. And then usually I must leave before she is even. Yeah. And that's just you know it's kind of busy. I have I feel like when I have her and her stuff, I have like a purpose basically. And now that my grandma's not here, or anything, and I don't have Bryn, like I just wake up and I'm like, what do I do
0: today? <laughs> You've lost yourself, huh? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. And it's hard because. I know my family loves me, but they're hard on me um, because I don't have a full-time job. Sometimes the house isn't perfectly clean, but, you know, I clean one thing at a time, you know, I get up and do something, but.
0: And for somebody that, and I'm not saying I don't know your family, but people haven't experienced what. You're going through it's really hard for them to understand, just like when you're in an abusive relationship and people are saying, Just get out. Why are you staying? Leave. Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) it's a lot harder than you think to navigate that if you've never gone through that. So maybe that's just a little bit of a misunderstanding on them, right? Right. But that doesn't help, you know, it's definitely contributing to some of that stress that you're feeling in having those expectations. I mean, Michelle, we just have to get back to you again because through your relationship in survival mode and through, you know, you telling me that the only good days that you have is when you have things to do and other people and things to take care of, you're not taking care of yourself. You're not doing anything for you. You know, you literally said that you feel like you have purpose on those days, but you don't have, that's not your purpose. Right. Right. You know, just finding that, And with that, you'll find it becomes a little easier. You start to get those answers because you're starting to tune into who you are again. And so naturally, you're going to start to gravitate towards those things that are going to serve you and that are going to give you that meaning and that purpose, jobs, relationship, but also your mental health too. Will start to improve because you'll start to feel better about yourself. You'll start to build up that confidence again. You won't be so worried about what other people are saying and thinking about you because you know that this is what you're doing for you, that you've been in this place for so long that it feels good and nothing's going to get in your way because you know that this is what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Other than, you know, we can get you a job you know, and I know that I'm no miracle worker and I know you're working with other specialists when it comes to your, your overall health, but what is it that we could be doing to get you to feeling like you have purpose again? What is, what do you want in the next three years? Like in three years from now, where do you want to see yourself? What do you want to be doing? What kind of life do you want to have?
1: Yeah, I think like I've always been dependent on other people. Just because I've never had to be independent, if you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I went from, I graduated, I moved in with Bryn's dad. And then after that, I moved in with my parents. And then I moved in with my cousin, which then I felt like semi-independent because I was paying a rent, but that was a bad situation. Uh, So I moved in with my grandma. Um, because, you know, she was getting older. And I've always been really close with my grandma. So I think what would really make me happy is actually getting a place and not that I haven't been providing for Britt, but you know, like in that way, you know, putting a house that I pay for over and just being independent. And I can't really that yet.
0: <laughs> what have you been doing that's worked?
1: Not currently. Um, before, when I was working at Priority Health, um, I actually came up with a plan with my sister, and you know, I was putting away so much a month, giving it to her to put away. But then, when I lost that job, I kind of had to be like, hey, <laughs> I need that money to pay for bills. Yeah. So, kind of back at square one, but I can't wait until I can do that again. And right now I am paying bills at this house. I'm just, you know, this house is paid for, but it's not mine. So it's not like, doesn't feel that good.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. You want to feel like you've earned it. Mm -hmm. Like a sense of accomplishment.
1: Yes. Yep. Because there's some days where I just can't do anything. Mm Mm-hmm like I get that like it's a job you need to do your job that's what you're getting paid for but like
0: some days I just can't help it the logic is there you understand like I have to go to work to keep my job and I have to have my job so that I can have finances so that I can do these things but you're not literally able to I understand that yeah we got to work through a lot of things that you might not even know are contributing to how you're feeling.
1: Right. When you said earlier, you know, go back, go back. Like it's always when I have bad days, it's always the same things I'm thinking always the same, which is, and like, which is, you know, my finances, my job, am I doing good enough, you know, and like things with Steve and Brynn, What's going to happen there? So like, I know there's something um, that needs to happen yeah. from the past, like <laughs>
0: but I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, because these things keep coming up. so I think we just need to navigate you back and work through. Have you done any sort of like forgiveness for what has happened, for how you've been treated in the past? No. The first step is to face the past and to really get down into why you got here in the first place. What is it that is keeping you stuck here? A a lot of it is around those thoughts and beliefs, um, the things that we've been told, the things that we tell ourselves that we wholeheartedly believe, but we also know, just like you said, the logic is there. We know that that's not true, but that's really how we feel, and that's how we look at ourselves, and we just can't get past that for whatever reason the other part is that, that finding forgiveness and, um, you know, I'd be happy to walk through that with you, but I don't think that's necessarily the first step. Um, I think we have to identify first the elephant in the room or elephants. (laughs) And then after that is, you know, a couple other steps of like taking the responsibility and knowing that yeah, this, this has happened to you and we have to work through this and we can forgive, but ultimately the work comes down to us. You know, we can't change what's happened to us. We aren't in control of what's going to happen to us in the future. The only thing that we're in control of is ourselves and our actions and our thoughts. And right. if our mindset isn't in the right place to do those and our, and our thoughts and emotions aren't there, our actions aren't going to be what they want, what we want them to be. Because we're not in that place. Um, And then after that, we kind of, we work through that. And that's a lot of work, all of that. And then we move into just finding gratitude, being grateful for those little things and working through that. And then we get to a place where once you're starting to see results, we work on that long-term where now you have this toolbox because you're still going to run into things. Things are still going to happen but look at already where you've come from, the things that you've mm-hmm. overcome on your own. And then you just, if you're able to overcome this, this is huge.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I, uh, there's definitely steps that have to happen, but the very first step, if we can't break through that initial barrier, you know what I mean? Like You can't get to step five without going through steps one through four first. Yeah, um, and if you do, it's a struggle.
1: <laughs> I definitely agree, and i I know I need to do something because, like, I don't know if this sounds weird or not, but I have good framework, if you call it. You know, I have, um, I call it my morning work that I do. You know, sure. not, but a lot of mornings and I journal and I, you know, read a Bible. And then I read some of a book and usually it's, you know, a Christian book or personal development book, you know, um, and, you know, and then I exercise which you know, I know those are very good foundational things that I've created for myself, but still like, like even though I journal every day, it's about the same things. Like I can't break through, so I need to take the extra step. Mm-hmm. to, you know, really figure this out. Yeah. I think that what, what my point was. I don't really remember anymore. I, I think talk. it's
0: Yeah, no, you're totally fine. And I think that, you know, that's a really good step because a lot of people, even people that aren't struggling with some of what you're struggling with, don't even have those things in place. So I think that's great. And I watch you, I see you show it up for yourself and I just I support you. I'm cheering for you and I love it. Um so you're, you know, you have, like you said, some steps in place that help, but again, you know, we can do those things and just keep treading water. hmm You yep. know? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and those will, those will get you far when you're in the right headspace. And like you said, you just don't have anything to really journal about because you're just in this stuck place. Yep. You're just feeling stagnant <laughs> for sure. And I know it's in you, like I've I've known you for a while now and I've, you know, I've seen you go through some pretty amazing things and overcome things and you're already stronger than you think just from, you know, as an outsider seeing you, I know you have to get out of your own way. We are our own worst enemies. We have to get out of our own head. So I, I really feel that the first step is to have some deep conversation and thought And have you allowed yourself to just, I don't want to say grieve, but also kind of in the same sense, just feel those raw emotions that maybe for me, when I was stuck in that situation, I never, like I was in that survival mode. I never really allowed myself to feel emotion until I was well out of that situation and finally was able to feel because I felt safe enough to feel have you allowed yourself to do that at all?
1: Not really. Um,
0: because I
1: think, like, when I get in that headspace of, like, allowing myself to feel, then I feel like, oh, no, Michelle, you're just feeling sorry for yourself. You know, like, it wasn't that bad. It, like, in just things like that, like, I think those thoughts get in my head, and then I'm get mad at myself and it's the whole cycle you know do you feel like you have to justify it um because I have to justify everything
0: (laughs) I don't know is it for you are you justifying for you
1: I don't think so no I think I'm still kind of in the headspace of kind of like people are judging me not not in that sense like that because he's still you know in the picture I still have to deal with him that like I have to act a certain way
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah you and, feel like you have to prove yourself yeah
1: Which this is the first time that's come out of my mouth, so it's kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes being honest with ourselves is difficult. (laughs) Yeah. But it's necessary, and that's when I say doing this this work is heavy. Um, it brings up a lot of emotions and it can be very painful and I encourage people to do so. I never pressure anybody to do that because I don't want to, you know, I'm not feeling those things. So I don't ever want to make somebody go out of their. I want to push them out of their comfort zone, but I want to push them to a point where, you know, it's a dangerous, com- uncomfortable space. So, um, you know, I just, oh, we got to do more of that. <laughs> we got to get that honesty out. We no. have to start confronting what you really feel and allow yourself, you know, this is the beautiful thing about coaching is that you are given the space to be a hundred percent you. And there is nobody hearing this conversation. There's nobody pointing fingers or watching your every move. It's literally just us having a conversation and allowing you to really let go and talk about your feelings.
1: It's I feel like it's so deep down there that it's so hard and then moments like that when it just comes out and like did I just say that (laughs) but you know so it's it's really hard to get
0: it out but I know it's needed have you always in your life been that type of a person and as women I feel like we are just naturally that you know we feel like we have to people please and we have to be this person for you know, I mean, it's ingrained in us since childhood, and we want to be liked and then we want to be loved. And now, you know, when we're thinking of having custody of our the person that we love the most, that we have to show up as this inauthentic version of ourselves so that we're not judged. Has this been something that you've been struggling with for a long time, or was it really just when you and Steve were together?
1: No, I think think it was more than that or before that um I have one always struggled with like being shy just because I was afraid of what people would think of me you know or what I said would be the wrong thing or just stupid it's stupid um but that has always been a thing, which I'm getting better at that now, like, but it was really a thing when I was in school, Um, but also, it sounds so weird, but like, I have three sisters, and the one I'm closest to is my sister Katie, she's two years older than me, so we're sometimes in school together, and she as i seen her was so outgoing had a bunch of friends and like so i just was i just felt kind of like a shadow a little sister you know like i don't really know where i'm going with this
0: but like yeah i don't. isn't it funny how we we just naturally feel like we have to be likable like we have to show up yeah to be somebody that we're not because we're afraid that we're not going to be liked for being ourselves. Like, where does that come from? That we just, we feel like we can't be ourselves or people aren't going to like us, you know? And one thing that I absolutely love that I've learned to grow with is that we're not for everybody, you know, like not everybody's going to like me. Everybody's going to be like you, but we can all be cordial. You know, that doesn't mean that we have to all go out and be best friends. It's just understanding that not everybody's for everybody. And, like I wonder Michelle have you kind of always felt like you were never enough like when you always felt like you had to go out of your way to be liked
1: yeah I mean I really really noticed it um when I was with Steve you know be like I mean it definitely heightened it, if that makes sense, you know, because of all the emotional uh, abuse and things like that, but, like, that's where it really came out strong. Like, it, it wasn't really that strong when I was in high school or at home, so, like, never really at home that I feel like I was never enough before, but I knew I always had that feeling as well.
0: Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. So because you weren't like your sister and your sister, you kind of idolized in a way that was your ideal of like what you were supposed to look like. But because you were different, you were always trying to live up to that and not really allowing yourself to be yourself. And then when you got with Steve, that emotional abuse kind of contributed to that. You're not this person. You're not good enough. You're not, you know, who you're supposed to be. So from that, you've kind of stayed stuck in that even though you know, and you and I have in this conversation, I know that you know. Yeah. I, it kind of pisses me off. <laughs> right? Like, what is wrong? Why can't I get out of my head?
1: Yeah. And even, even with my sister today, like, or my sisters, they're all married, you know, like, I know they don't have a perfect life, perfect family, but I'm like, I think I'm the only one struggling, and they're doing so great. And like you know, I still have that mindset of like, okay, I need to pick it up a notch because they're all doing great, and I'm just down here skimming.
0: <laughs> You're not. You I know. I know. <laughs> it's it's hard not to feel that way sometimes. I understand that, especially when you see the life that that's what you want for yourself, ultimately. But I also know, like you don't want to compare yourself to anybody else. Cause you just don't know what they're behind closed doors. We never know, right. but you do want to create that idea of that life for yourself. And really you're in the place that you need to be right now, because this is something that is just going to be a part of your story. It's something that you're going to overcome. You're going to have those tools to navigate that in the future. And that's just going to make you stronger. And right now is the time for you to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. And in that, you'll be prepared. And that person that's meant to be with you will come to you because you're in that space. Now you're ready. You're not ready now. No. So even if it were to fall on your lap, it's not going to be what it could be because you're not there yet. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that's never going to happen. It just means that right now we have this work to do so that you can have that. And have it in the in the best way possible. Yes. <laughs> Where do we go from here, Michelle?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um. So, first, let me get some income. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and um, let's do that twelve-week program. Honestly, I would be honored to just coach you right now. To help you. Well, how about when I get some money, I'll pay you. You do okay. what you feel is what's okay. best for you. And okay. You have so much growth. Um, and I just know that I needed somebody to stand by my side and help me pick myself up when I was at my lowest. And I don't like to see anybody in that space because I know what that feels like. And especially having Bryn in the picture. She has such a good mom and you deserve to be able to enjoy her. You know, I'm not worried for her because I know that you are doing your best and that's all that matters. But I want you to be able to enjoy her with the time that you have with her. Uh, With that, I want you to find yourself. I want you to be 100% happy. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey. You're welcome. Have a good night. Enjoy your time. Do some meditation. Go take a bath or a warm shower or do something for yourself. Unwind. I will. Don't do anything I- for anybody else right now. Nope.
1: No, don't plan to. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: <All right>. Bye. <laughs>